Welcome back to BTW Valtzfield Workshop here at the database with Rabbi Yoshua Eisenberg. Purim is upon us, and for that reason, we are going to do some materials specific to Purim, starting with Tainus Esther, which obviously means we'll be focusing on Slichos. And in fact, this portion you could think of as an addendum to the earlier workshop we did on Slichos for Asara Beteves. There will certainly be overlap and maybe some corrections from the last time, slight corrections anyway, but we're going to be doing some of the slichos, focusing not just on nusuch, but actually the content, an idea that we'll come back to in just a moment. But also, if we have time in this session, I would like to do some pieces for Leil Purim. And if we have time for that, Bezra Hashem, we'll do that in this session. If not, then if we have time later in the week, then we'll devote a separate session to that. But now going back to slichos, back when we had a Sarabateves um, we had a special workshop for Slichos, and I had laid out some of the natural challenges that we confront when looking at Slichos, namely that it's in addition to our davening, it makes the davening longer, it is um, chock full of foreign text, expressions that we're not familiar with, things that we don't really understand, and you don't have so much time to say it. Obviously, as Bali Tzvila, as Shluchei Tzibor, we would and should um, have an understanding of what we're saying. It behooves us to have an understanding of what we're saying as we represent the Kehillah. And even if not, as a congregant, someone just standing in shul and doing the davening, as long as we're going to be devoting time to it, be best to have an understanding of what we're saying. And when we had Asar Beteves, I laid out a challenge to combat these challenges. And that challenge was, first of all, to understand what Asar Beteves is about, to do some research, to learn a little bit about the day of Asar Beteves. And oh, I forgot to mention our guest, Avadi Moshe, who might be making some background noises here. Um, Avadi Moshe, thanks for joining. Um, but so first, to understand what the day was about. And second would be to take a day or two to actually open up a sitter. It could be an art scroll sitter. Um, I like the art scroll interlinear sitter. And just look at the text of the slichos. There's some parts of slichos that we say all the time when we do slichos, so we know those parts pretty well. But then there are parts that we don't know as well, like all the piyutim and the pismonim that end up being um, said for those particular days. Look at the text. Get an idea. Try to understand what the tzfilos are about. Now, in terms of Tainus Esther, we certainly know a lot about what Tainus Esther is about, at least um, at first glance, but there are some misnomers about it. And before we get into some of the text of Slichos, before we get into the Nusach and content, I do think it's important that we mention just um, you know looking at Tainus Esther from the um, basic view and understanding of what the day is really about, it's important to recognize that Tainus Esther is actually not like other fast days. Um, this, um, based on a shear from my Rebbe of Jonathan Sachs, points out that Tainus Esther is not the typical um, fast where it's a sad day. On the contrary, Tainus Esther is perhaps um, what you might think of as a happy fast. Um, maybe similar to Yom Kippur. The Yom Kippur is obviously solemn. There's a seriousness to it. But Tainus Esther, while there may be an, um, a sense of urgency to it, part of Tainus Esther, or really maybe the whole of Tainus Esther, is to understand that the fast of Tainus Esther is actually part of the Pirsam Hanes. It is part of the publicizing of the miracle of Purim. In this case, it's the idea that just as our forefathers 
fasted and davened, and they were able to be answered, in which they were on Purim. They went from Yagon to Simcha, from Choshech and Afela, Li'ora, right? La'yehudim ha'isa'ora. So, Kain Tialanu for us as well. And, the, and so we, we fast in, 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 in showing and demonstrating. Look at how we um, appeal to Hashem for forgiveness. We do tshuva, we achieve slicha, and then, of course, we are answered. Um, so one of the misnomers is that, oh, we, we assume, oh, but, you know, Esther fasted and therefore we fast. It's not exactly commemoration of the three-day fast of Esther, which um, coincided with Pesach time. This is something that's altogether um, different, but it is um, a part of the publicizing of the miracle. And for this reason, parenthetically, the Shilto says that this is not a violation of the general rule that whenever we have a fast day, for example, that would coincide with a Friday or Shabbos, obviously a Friday if it's not a Sarabateves, because um, on, on, on Fridays um, we can observe a Sarabateves. But other fast days, we have a rule that we're not mocked in Lepronius, that we don't bring sad events earlier. We usually push them off to Sunday. When it comes to Tainus Esther, we actually are mocked in Tainus Esther. If Purim um, technically were to fall out on a, on a Sunday or, or a Shabbos, so um, in, in our calendar, it can't fall out on Shabbos. But we always are mocked in Tainus Esther. And that's because Tainus Esther is not a sad day. It's, it's a happy day. And in a similar vein, says the Rivid, um, Tainus Esther is not a violation of Megillus Tainus. Megillus Tainus, which is a brysa filled with all the days that we're not allowed to fast on. And, um, and, and what it really means is that we're not allowed to observe these sad fasts. But Yud Gimel of Adar is actually um, among the days that's supposed to be a happy day. And in fact, Tainus Esther does not take away from that. So the urgency of Tainus Esther is in the slichos. It's in the, the trying to achieve teshuva. But that's, that's really where it ends, because we, we are anticipating Hashem answering our tefillos. And that's why it is a joyous day. Maybe in a, in a similar vein to Yom Kippur, Yom HaKippurim, um, which is an idea that maybe we'll come back to again in, in future um, podcast, um, future shir, anyway. But the, the idea... The idea that Makash um, Baruch um, is answering our tefillos is something that we're trying to be mefarsim with Tainus Esther. So now, let's go into some of the Nusach. So again, we're going to have some repetition of ideas that we had earlier, but with some corrections. One of the things we focused on last time we had a workshop for Slichos was the two different, um, you could say, um, the two different tones, perhaps, the two different um, emotions of Slichos, which on the one hand we have the sad or the solemn, which is reflected by the minor notes, and then you have the more climactic, the more encouraged, the more um, happy, if you will, um, parts of Slichos that are reflected in the major. So there are certain parts that are supposed to be sung, or that are most appropriately sung in minor, some in major, and this is reflected in, in the slichos, if the slichos are going to be sung and going downward or going upward, going down would be minor, going upward would be major, and the thing that I've observed as, um, you know, as, as, as a chazan myself, but also watching other um, balei tefillah, is that some people, they conflate 
the um, and mix up and um, in, in places that are not most appropriate, they will use the major versus the minor. So they'll use a major, for example, in the pismonim, where really minor belongs in the pismonim. So wh- where does the major belong? Usually the major belongs just before you get up to the Yogimomiros Harachamim, because the Yogimomiros Harachamim are talking about Hashem's Racham, and that's, that's an encouraging thing. Um, whereas most of it, which is talking about Shuva and Slicha, um, the the hard aspects of that, the emotional outpouring, so that that would be mostly done in minor. So for most for most of the pismonim, for example, um, that's mostly sad. But usually, the way um, a particular slicha or a piot or a pismon will end is usually on a high. It's usually a, there's a nice message at the end, and that usually goes into major just before we go into the yirgimomidosarachim. So let's do some demos. So if you're looking at Slichos for Tanis Esther, so I'm in the, the Art Scroll Interlinear Sitter, um, which it's featured on page 687. And maybe before we get into the actual Nusach, I'll just give you a little bit of the structure. The structure of the Slichos, um, we have an intro that goes right into the Gilmidus Arachmim. Then there are two Piyutim, or longer poems, um, which are often, they're either written in acrostic or they're written, you know, whether it's alphabetical order or it's, it's um, an acrostic that's, that has the name of the author. And then there's a pismon. The pismon is another kind of a piot, which is done in kind of like a sing-song way, and it's, it's repeated. Um, it's started off by the chazan or baltzvila, and it's repeated by the congregation. And each of these piyotim are followed by the Yudgim Omil Sarachmim, and then there's a conclusion to the Slichos. Um, so um, obviously when Slichos um, are, are being done for Yom of Narayim, so those um, end up being a little bit longer, but the basic breakdown is that there are two Putim here and then a Pismon, similar to what we had for Asar Bateves. And we're going to get into a little bit of the text of the Slichos to understand, to have a little bit of a better Kavana and a Havana, a better intention and understanding of what we're saying. But let's focus on some Nusach first. So when you open Slichos, it's really going to be in a minor. Even though you're about to go into the Yudgim Omidos HaRachamim, but the, sli- uh, the first line itself is not really a happy line. It's talking about our Averos. So that will sound a little bit like this. Um, if, so that would be like the, the minor. Right, the, the major, as we're going to see, comes up when we get to the Yodgim Omidosarachim. So we go right from there into Kelerechapayim, which talks about how God is slow to anger. And then it talks about how Hashem is going to overlook our sins and He's going to give um, His ear to our outcry. And that's when we get to the Yodgim Omidosarachim. So the, the line starts off in minor, then goes into major. Tavor al pesha v'simcha asham ki yom ayitziatei moshom tazin shavaseinu v'sakshiv menu mamar ki yom b'ikro v'shem Hashem v'shom nemar And then everyone knows the v'yavor Hashem al pano v'yikro And then everyone says the Yodgim v'yil sarachon Hashem Hashem kilrachon v'chanun Right, and then so you say all of them. If my voice is able to project loud enough, I'd like to go back into the minor and finish off the Yergimimil Sarachim with the line right after going back into the minor. So it'll be, it sounds something like this. Um, so that goes back into the minor to reintroduce the minor tune. But then you're going to go back into the major for Slachna Lavon Ha'am Ezekigodil Chastecha, because that's also going back to Hashem's um, forgiveness for us. 
Slachno lavona mazek go del chastecha. Vachasher no sasolom hazemi mitraim yad heino. Vishom nemar. Vayomer Hashem salachtin kidvarecho. Right, so that's how you finish that. Now, what's really fascinating about the piyutim as we're about to go into them is that the Putin are filled with, you know, you have to be really good at Tanakh for, for being a Baltzfila. We said this in the introductory year for being a Baltzfila. Um, it says in the, the Shulchan Aruch that you should really be someone who's well-versed in Tanakh. This is because so much of davening comes straight out of Tanakh. It's important to get the references. Now, what's really fascinating about these Putin is that there are a lot of cross-references, places that you would not expect to, um, you know, the the... Payatan, or the poet, to be dipping into in Tatanach, um, different places that he, he, he draws his inspiration from, um, there are a lot of cross-parallels that you would not expect. And so maybe we'll highlight some of them. So the first paragraph, the first piyot is, When a man rose up against us. So it's interesting that Haman is referred to here as a man. Um, or is referred to as Adam, because there's a lot of connections between um, Adam Harishon in his chait and, and Haman, right? The, the Gemara says, Haman minatar minayin, and they learn out Hamin ha'etz, that Adam ate from the tree. So maybe the, the reference to Adam um, here is maybe a reference to, 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 um, to Ham, uh, the reference to uh, Adam is a reference to Haman in, in that chait. That, that, um, just like Adam had everything in the world, the one thing he couldn't have, he took, so that was what Haman did as well. Um, so, what is interesting is again, if you look through the text, the text a little bit in a very coded way tells the story of Purim. So, for example, it's, it talks about how this man, what did he do? He joined the kingdom of the, of the, of the hypocritical one. Apparently, it's Achashverosh. Um, and it tells the story again using cross references from different places in Tanakh. And it's good to look at where these Sukkim came from. Talks about the redam b'hasaras ta'abas l'chalosam that he disciplined them by rem- the removal of his ring to terrify them. Right, this is talking about how how Achashverosh handed his ring over to Haman, which created more of a teshuva than the the, the prophecies of Samani Nevi'im. Then um, the you know continues. It says yida remez hakoros l'amu upar that God made known what would transpire with the nation that is compared to dust umuhudas and compared to myrtles right muhudas that sounds like hadasa that sounds like Esther. sav haster aster I wrote in my Torah that I will hide myself umar darar that's a, um, a reference to the pure myrrh which is also a reference to Mordechai and to do what. Lishbos Haman to eliminate Haman mimacharas hamena eitz kundas. Interesting lashon of lishbos to eliminate is also the the lashon of of tashvisu of the chametz. And it's interesting that we burn the chametz. Some say in in reference to the ten sons of of Haman. But um, the point that I'm trying to drive home is that you look at the text and understand what you're saying. It's really beautiful how some interesting meaning. Um, emerges. I'll just show you another example. I'm just turning the page a little bit. I see here it says, Kum kira el elokecha ulai yisashes. Get up and call out to your God. Maybe he'll, he'll yisashes is translated here as change his mind. It's a hard word to translate. But where is that coming? Where's that Lashon coming from? It's coming from Yonah. This is what they said when they were on the boat. Chosam tid asher siper. That it was a seal of only clay that had been made on, on the decree Lebilshan Siper, it says here, to Bilshan or Mordechai, Siper is apparently referenced to Eliyahu Anavi, as the art scroll saying here. It says, Mi Ninveh, from Ninveh, Lomdu Lachar From Ninveh, what did we learn? That even after Xera of Kaas, 
l'hafer, it can be annulled. By the way, some say, I know Rabbi Foreman has an idea about this, that, that pur might be a lashon that's also related to hafer, to be to annul, annul the evil decree. So we have the lashon of purim hiding in hafer. But look, we're talking about lessons that they learned specifically from, from this particular um, story of Yonah. The, 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 the slicha continues, Ben Kish, the, the descendant of Kish, he Kish. You like that? Ben Kish, he Kish. The son of Kish pounded. Dalsos Besa Sefer, the doors of the schools, he covered himself with, with, uh, with sackcloth and ashes. He seated the children before him and fasted. And listen to this. This, uh, this is obviously based on Midrashim about what happened in the Purim story. Bekol Yaakov, with the voice of Yaakov, lachalosh, to weaken Yedei, the hands, Azpanim, of the brazen one that's Esav. So you see here, we have the coal and the adayim. We have the voice, and then we have the hands. And we know that Haman is, is obviously a descendant of Esav. So now we're tapping back into Yaakov versus Esav. And it continues, Yadav Emuna. His hands were uplifted in prayer. Emuna, they were stable, right? That, where do we find that? That's Amalek. The, and the war against Haman is the war against Amalek. So we see more references to this. And it says, Penyavovikani Emabanim, lest he come and overtake me, mother on child. That's an, also a Lashon that comes out of Yaakov's prayer in Parshas Vayishlach. Here, uh, like like the, uh, these these piyutim are golden. They're really like if, um, if you understand what you're saying, it's really golden. Um, it, it, um, a few lines later, it references um, the um, something in, um, pretty incredible. It says. Um, God, um, when, came, when it came to the sound, Hashem came, He asked before me, What's the sound of the sheep I hear in my ears? Where, where's that from? Now, this is borrowed from Sefer Shmuel when Shaul neglected to destroy Amalek, to destroy Agag, and he spared the sheep. And so there, Shmuel says, Umeh, and some say that's not about a Pia, because it doesn't say Umeh, it says Umeh. Meh, well, he makes the sheep sound. What's the sound of the sheep that I hear in my ears? Now, this was Shmuel's Musr to Shoal, but listen to how it's being used here. Hashem hears the sound of the, of the children, and it actually, we have the Lashon of Sha'al that he asked, but that's really might be a reference to Shaul. But Hashem asks the same question that Shmuel asked, says the Pietan, what's the sound of the sheep I hear? Ro'eh, the shepherd, Hashivo, answered him, Heim Ketane Kodesh Zera. These are the little ones, the holy offspring, meaning the children of Klal Yisrael. So Art Scroll says the shepherd is referenced to Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem and Moshe Rabbeinu are having a conversation about what's happening during the Purim story. Hashem says, what's the sound of the sheep that I hear? And Moshe, the shepherd, says that these are, these are your little sheep. These are your, these are your, your, your Klal Yisrael davening. So again, really, really beautiful to feel. I'll show you one more really cool connection. Um, it says that um, so ish ish b'shalosh amosar avis aver megula. Each man taking up three cubits. Fine. So I'm gonna skip a little bit. Mishneh, the viceroy nakam um, chaza. He he saw the retribution. V'samach v'sach tehila. Osi heishiv al kaniv ososala. Me he restored to my post, and him he hanged. Who said that? That was the Sar Hamashkim who said that. But this is now taking that, it's borrowing the Lushan from the Sarah Mashkim and using it on, on Mordechai. Me, he restored to my post. Mordechai was restored to his post. And who was hanged? In this case, not the Sarah Ophim, but Haman. 
So you see really, really amazing how the Python puts these tefillahs together. This is why, you know, it's important to look through the tefillah to understand how amazing these, these tefillahs are. So this is just some stuff on the on the first piyot. I'm not going to do so much on the second piyot. We'll just do some nusuch. But uh, I, I wanted you to just to hear and appreciate what, what goes into these piyotim. So now we're going to go back to the nusuch, which goes from the minor to the major. So here we go. And you'll notice that at the end of the piyot, it's going to end on a high. It starts off basic, maybe some, some sad, some solemn, and then it goes into the high. So it starts off. And then you go into And then it goes through the same back and forth in terms of you go from the minor into the major so here it's obviously a different line so we'll just do one version maybe we'll do two versions of it because there are a couple different ways to do this That's one way you can do it. So the the emphasis was on going back down to the minor. Another way you can do it is like this. And you get the idea. But that's another way you can do it, which is similar. So one goes back down to the minor. Or you can go up. Okay, so that's some, you know, something to think of when you are choosing how you want to do that. Um, the rest of, you know, the next piyot also, So it has a lot of the same ideas of cross-referencing from different places in Tanakh to create a very beautiful tefillah. So definitely, you know, give yourself a chance, look through the, look through the sitter um, and, uh, and understand what you're saying. Then when it comes to the pismon, the pismon, again, is mostly in minor until you get to the very last paragraph. So I'm going to do just two paragraphs from the pismon. So again, this is, um, this is said um, with the repetition. It's said responsively. So here's how it basically goes. So that's the first paragraph, or the first stanza, I should say, and that's basically how it goes. And so that's that. That's the 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 obviously the minor. Now, when you're going to the end, it's um, the very last line talks about Hashem not withholding His mercy from us. That's going to go back into the Yigim Milas Harachim. So that's going to end on a major. Sorry, false start. Let's do that again. Then you go into Okay, now um, it's at this point that we go to the conclusion of Slichos, which um, in this particular sitter, the article interlinear is on 633. And here I just want to go through some basics that um, just for the, for in terms of ending off the, 
um, the Zechor HaChamecha. So, again, I've heard people um, do major for this, and I really think it should be minor, because it's going into the Salam Shema Kolenu. So, th- it should sound like this. And then everyone knows the Shema Koleinu Hashem Elokeinu Chus Varachem Oleinu Vikabel Varachemim Vratonehes Tefilosinu The same thing goes for the Hashivin Hashem Elecha The but anyway, you get the idea of how to conclude Slichos, and that, Baruch Hashem, takes us through the Tainus Esther Slichos. With some time left, let's look into uh, Leil Purim now. So there are some um, pieces that I want to touch on for Leil Purim. Um, I'm not going to focus so much on Kriyas Megillah, which, you know, has fun, you know, Nusach in terms of the laning, but, um, you know, my, my forte, I would not say, is is um, being a Balkriya, though I am capable of it. Um, I've never, you know, laned the Megillah before, though I know the Nusach for that, and the Nusach for the Brachos, which is fun stuff. That's not what I'm going to focus on. I'm really focusing on the Marev piece. So Shoshanas Yaakov, everyone knows the tune for Shoshanas Yaakov. I'm not so concerned about that. Um, or the Nusach for the Brachos for the Megillah, as I mentioned. Um, and in terms of the davening itself, so here's what I want to focus on. I want to focus on what um, some people um, tend to do for the Leil Purim, and that is to not just do a regular Nusach for Mayrv, but to do the Nusach for Yamim Norayim. Now, in the future, Be'ez Hashem will have a more elaborate, and in fact, a very quite elaborate um, workshop for Yamim Norayim Nusachos, for the different parts of Yamim Norayim. But I want to specifically focus on how you apply Yom Noraim Nusach to a Chol Mayrev. And that is because although there's a lot of overlap between the Yom Noraim Mayrev and the Chol Mayrev in terms of the actual text, there are some texts that doesn't go into, um, you know, there's some text in the Chol that's not featured in Yom Noraim. So what do you do about that? So that's really what I want to focus on. You know, there's some, again, in there, um, a lot, Minog of a lot of yeshivos at least is to use this Nusach, maybe some shuls that you know, that they'll use the Yom Noraim Nusach for Leil Purim. This is perhaps in spirit of the Arizal idea um, that at least the Arizal made famous of um, Yom Kippur being Yom Kippurim. So apparently the holiness of Purim is even greater than the, than the holiness of Yom Kippur. Different reasons why that might be. Um, but so that, that's what I want to focus on now. So obviously the Vuhu Rachum, which is not a part of Yom Noraim Nusuch, so you'll have to start off the regular Vuhu Rachum, right? So um, and this is a really great opportunity because usually everyone's waiting for the the Baltzfila who's leading Mayrev to finish off. So here's what you do, okay? So if you're if you're leading and you and you you intend on using the Yom Nusach, Nusach, so you'll, you'll go like this. And then you'll, you know, you'll start the regular Nusach, the tune for Yamim Noroyim, for Mayrev. Maybe what might be really nice, we'll add, add effect to it, is pause after the Yom Kareinu. So Hashem HaShiyam HaChiyanim Yom Kareinu. They'll be waiting for the Baruch Hu, and you go, And then... You'll go right into the Baruch Hu and everyone will sing with you. Baruch Hu es Hashem HaMivorach. And that'll sound really nice. Okay, now we go into the Brachos. So a lot of this 
um, you know, we'll just be familiar from regular Yom Nuraim. So, for example, so for example, for the first um, part of my, the first bracha, Umavir Yom, Umevilai La, Umavdil, Bein Yom, Umevilai La, Hashem, Tzivakos Shemo, Kelchai Vekayom, Timidim Lo Chaleinu, Leolam Vaed, and you could either start singing, Nina Nai, 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 or you could just go and write into the bracha. Baruch Ato Hashem, Hamariv Arovim, another way to end that bracha would be um, to go back down. So you really have those both, um, you have both options. You can go either up into the high or into the low. Or And the same thing for the next part. And then you end the bracha either with, the, with one of those two variations. And then you say Shema. You don't scream out Baruch Kivod Machsop because it's not Yom Kippur. Fine. And for Hashem Elokeichem Emes. So you could do Hashem Elokeichem Emes. Or you could do Hashem Elokeichem Emes. And make sure you go right into the Emunah because the Emes and Emunah are supposed to go together. And then for this part, we have And usually we have people sing this part. The reason why it's a little bit complicated is because really the, the words are all supposed to go together because if you break off the sentence, it sounds a little bit weird, um, even though you're not used to hearing it that way. So I like to do like this. Moshe Uvene Yisrael Chanu Shira Chulam And then you have the same thing for this. You have Micha Mocha and then Malchus again. Malchus Echara Uvanecha Bokeyayam Lefnei Moshe Zekeli Anu Biyamiru or you could also go up. And everyone can do Hashem Yimloch Ilam Bohen Venehemar Kivadoha Hashem Es Yaakov Ugelo Miyad Chazak Mimenu Baruch Atah Hashem Goal Yisrael. Now, for Hashki Venu, we run into a little bit of a problem because the Ushmorze Seinu, Uvoenu, Lechayim Ushlamit Haviadulam. Now, what the problem is, the bracha is not the same as what you would say on Yom Noraim. Right? We have Shomer Moisrelad, not, um, um, you know, Alam Yisrael Vial Yerushalayim. So it's not such a big problem. You can just, you know, end off the same way. Baruch Atah Hashem, Shomer Amo Yisraelad. Or Shomer Amo Yisraelad. And if your minion says, Baruch Hashem Lilam Amin Amin, that is certainly something that's not done in Yom Noraim. So you'll have to try to fit this one in. Ki ha malchus shalachahi ula olameyatim lachvichavod ki lanu melech elata. And you could either go baruch atah Hashem hamelech vichvadotem edyam lachalenu miyalam va'ed miyakol 
Masav, or you don't need to really do that. You could just you could finish off the bracha nicely, you know, without doing the full song. You do Baruch Atah Hashem Hamelech Lechvadotim and Yimocholenu Liyalam Baler Miyakol Masav, and then you go into Kaddish Yiskadal Viyiskadash Shemay Rabbah Yilmadivrachiru Sehi Yamichmachu Sehi B'Chayechon Yomichon U'V'Chayedechobis Yisrael. and then you don't forget Alanisim. And one thing that's important to know, which not a lot of people realize, that because there are a lot of times I think recent recent years Purim was often on a Motzei Shabbos, um, and so people say. Uh, so I believe that the Shulchan Aruch says that we say Viyat HaKadosh, maybe the Ramos has it, that we do say Viyat HaKadosh even if it's not a Motzei Shabbos when it's Purim. So you'll have to finish off the Viyat HaKadosh. And the Nusach that I have for that is similar to what we had in the ending of a Shacharis uh, um, on a regular Chol. So that'll sound like this. And then you do Kadosh, 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 fine. And then you do the same thing. And then, and this is all after the Megillah, by the way. Um, if you want to do the the Kaddish coming off of the um, coming off of the Shemona Esrei, so you could also do the, you know the nice Yiskadal Yiskadash Shnei Rabbanin Biyalamad Varachiruse Biyamalich Malchuse Bechayechonu Biyomichahonu Bechayetachov Yisrael Magalov Yismankaribimiru Amin. If you want me to do a whole elaborate a recording of that, so then just reach out to me. I can do. I can give you the whole Kaddish for that. You could also do Yisgadal Yisgadash Shemay or you could also do Yisgadal Yisgadash Shemay Rabbah. Bilamadarachis Shalamik Machusei V'Chayechon V'Michon V'Chaydecho V'Yisis Arehel Ba'Agalov V'Smagariv Yimruamen. And if you want, you know, any of these pieces you want me to do at length, so I can give you a separate recording for that. But anyway, that takes us through some of the davening that is featured on Time Sester and Purim. And I hope you gain from that. I hope you have a wonderful Purim. And I look forward to davening with you again in the future. Thanks for joining us here at the database.